ask anyone about the social network and most likely they'll mention Aaron Sorkin's dazzling script. But when people praise a script, they usually mean the dialogue. Yet screenwriters do not write scripts. They write screenplays. Script is dialogue and a screenplay is the design for how the story is going to be told. That story has to be told cinematically and that means utilising all the devices available to fashion the story into a film. In other words, to tell the story in a manner that a book, a play, a painting or a song cannot. It also means knowing that it is not only the dialogue that will carry the story. You also have an actor's gesture, the way the image is going to be framed and lit, how the events will be edited, the use of costume and production design and sound design, as well as the score. All these disciplines add to the way the story is told, and each one of them needs its own time and space. You know, from a woman's perspective, sometimes not seeing in an acapella is a good thing. This is serious. On the other hand, I do like guys who wrote crew. Well, I can't do that. I was kidding. Yes, I got nothing wrong with the test. Have you ever tried? I'm trying right now. To row crew? To get into a final club. To row crew? No, are you like, whatever, delusional? Maybe it's just sometimes you say two things at once, I'm not sure which one I'm supposed to be aiming at. What is happening here? The conversation between Mark Zuckerberg and Erica Albright zigs and zags and flips back and forth. All for why? Director David Fincher said he wanted to educate the audience as quickly as possible as to how to watch this film. This event not only serves as a catalyst for Zuckerberg to create Face Smash, which will later lead to his creating Facebook, it also indicates the structure of the story. The conversation here is elliptical. As Zuckerberg and Albright struggle to communicate clearly with one another, they repeatedly echo what the other has said in terms of questions and answers. And from this start, the various plot lines will develop and then zig and zag back and forth. And then the timeline with its various legal hearings will also flip back and forth. And it is to the testimony of all involved that not once do you ever say to yourself, wait a minute, where are we? What is going on here? Let's look at the event that takes place after Zuckerberg is dumped by Albright. He goes back to his dorm and the film switches from Zorkin's wordplay into a language unique to cinema. It intercuts between Zuckerberg hacking through Harvard's firewalls and the events where young women are literally coached in for the final club's parties. In that way, the film not only shows the club's hierarchies at work, it also shows how they don't work. It's all based on exclusivity, and thus exclusion. By doing that, we see how Zuckerberg redefined social barriers. His algorithms overcame the obstacles that for so long prohibited people like him from entering the final clubs. Being in and out drives much of this story and the film visualizes this by having the camera repeatedly traveling through the rooms, lobbies, hallways, and dorms of the frat houses, overriding the very things that make these spaces impenetrable. So walls become a visual motif, and by intercutting and having the camera track through the walls, the social network dismantles all the clubs, rules, traditions and prejudices that thwarted Zuckerberg's life in Harvard. And nowhere does the film illustrate this more beautifully and poetically 
than in the moment when Zuckerberg's best friend, Eduardo Saverin, formulates the primary algorithm which will ultimately lead to Facebook. On cinematic, inarticulate filmmakers would have had Saverin write in the equation with a pen and paper, or perhaps on a blackboard in the dorm. Or even more clumsily, Saverin would have typed it on the laptop. Instead, Fincher has Saverin write it in white pencil on Zuckerberg's window. In this way, the film presents the code for the entire campus to see. And because it's on the window, it can be seen by those inside and outside the room. In other words, it's open for everyone. Like walls, glass is another important motif. Time and again, we see people behind glass. We see glass being used as office doors and walls. We see faces reflected in glass, but curiously, we never see faces reflected on computer screens. Also note the way the Harvard sequences are lit and framed. Harvard, the old world, is like a dark warren, while California, which is where Zuckerberg sets up his Facebook offices, is bright and full of open spaces. What I'm saying is that for all the wit of Sorkin's dialogue, the film does not rely exclusively on his words to communicate its ideas. Take, for instance, the rowing sequence that takes place in England. Until this point, most of the action has been played out in dorms and deposition rooms, populated by undergraduates, lawyers and programmers. But the screenplay, and again I'm using the word screenplay to mean structure, the screenplay provides a much-needed break and brings us across the Atlantic to England and one of the most ingrained British traditions, the Henley Royal Regatta. Here we have, at last, the great outdoors. And not only is there no dialogue in the scene, the film cannot use doors or walls or windows as a visual code. Instead, the consummate cinematic artist that he is, David Fincher uses another element at his disposal, lenses. In this sequence, tilt-shift lenses are used to give an extremely shallow field of focus. Fincher has said that he used these lenses to assist in rendering digital effects that were crucial in delivering the scene. I have no reason to doubt the man, but it is a little coincidental that the tilt-shift lenses add to the subtext of the event. They make the world of Henley appear as a miniature world. Filmed in this way, the space is so abstruse it resembles a model depicting an old fairy tale. That is because it is just that. The Winkelvosses may row crew, they may be giants at Henley, but in the new world of the internet, Zuckerworld, they are Lilliputian. Another brilliant effect that those lenses convey is how very tight the movements are in such a world. It is built on tradition and everyone knows their place. Here, social mobility is very narrow and rigid. You are in focus, but move one millimeter back or forward and you are out of focus. Or to put it boldly, you are out. Now you can argue all you like as to whether Facebook is a good thing or not whether it is restrictive, or if it invites you in, or frees up communication, or if it's insidious, inclusive, invasive, or voyeuristic. 
But the social network is not really about Facebook. It's about friendship, loneliness, loyalty, hostility, envy, honesty, trust, betrayal. The things that make people tick. The things also that make a really good screenplay.